Hi, welcome to Growing Up Christian with your hosts, Madison Harris. And today I'm starting season two off with a special guest, my mom. Welcome, mom. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you inviting me to your platform. Of course. I'm really excited to do this episode with you. As promised in the last episode that I listened to, I said I'd bring my mom on and I'm really excited (laughs) to have you. Um, And I'm just going to start off with a little bit about me and where I've been, and then I'll get into my mom. Um, (laughs) So recently I've been in college, so I haven't really been on much, and I've been a little afraid to even do another episode just because of school and, I don't know, the pressures of starting up my podcast again has been (laughs) a little challenging for me, but um, I'm glad that I got the opportunity to start. I know it's something that God has been calling me to do and been reminding me of every single day (laughs) to do my podcast, and I'm not going to let my fears stop me from pursuing my goals and all the things that God called me to do, and especially with school, being a teacher, it's been a little challenging, and I feel like that's something God's calling me to do as well in this walk, and i just been learning to trust God in every single circumstance, and even when I don't understand it or the things that he allowed me to do, like school and being able to do this again, um, I just learned to trust him, and that's something my mom told me about <laughs> countless times, to trust God even when you don't understand. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mom, um, tell tell me a little bit about yourself. So, of course, my name is Tammy Nichols. I have three beautiful, adorable girls, um, one of them being the oldest, which is Madison Harris. <laughs> <laughs> I am just so tremendously blessed to be a mother and to really um, help you pursue your goals and be here on your platform today. I am so encouraged by your walk with God and learning all the things that both I and your dad have taught you along the way. I can definitely see you walking in them um, victoriously in Christ Jesus. So as for me, um, I'm I'm a mom. I'm also an engineer. Um, That was God's design. (laughs) I can say that um, me just trusting God has allowed me to have my career that I have. Um, I'm married. I have my husband, Forrest. And we have our dog, Riley, and now we have a new cat edition. Madison will tell you about later. Her name is May. <laughs> yes. She was a surprise. <laughs> to everyone, including me. <laughs> but um, I just really um, am so happy that Madison is using all of the things that she's learned in Christ Jesus um, to really walk as a Christian young lady. Thanks, Mom. I appreciate that. I know growing up Christian has been hard, especially being a teenager and trying to balance all the things um, like teenage stuff, like peer pressure, college, finding yourself, trying to be everything that God called you to be while being a good daughter and a good student all at once. It can be pretty challenging. So that's kind of what we're talking about today um, in our next episode the greatest challenges you face and as a christian in today's society so i'm going to start with the first question for you mom um the first question is how did you separate yourself from friends who weren't christians um i will say um, i grew up in a really small country town called alvin texas 
Um, it was a very small population. It was country. And of course, being Texas is hot. Um, so um, my friend group was pretty small. But I will say, in when you're young and you're growing up, um, and I was also a pastor's daughter, um, I didn't really use the word separate because you, you are a part of the society in which you're created and born in. And just like the word says, you are the light unto the world. Um, that you know you are supposed to be showing the examples of Christ Jesus no matter where you go. So it's not really a separation, it's just who you are. It's like, you know, I always think about it as a seed. If a seed is planted, a uh, corn seed is planted in a field, even if the wheat, if it's, if it's planted with wheat or if it's planted with weeds, it's going to grow up to be just that. It's going to grow up to be the corn that it is. And since we are a child of God, that's what we're going to be. We are going to be the child of God. Even if we have, you know, different things that happen to us in our lives or we stray along the way, the end results of we're going to be the child of God because God has planted that inside our hearts. And no matter where we go or what we're faced with, you know, we may be faced with our friends drinking or our friends doing drugs or being promiscuous and things like that. You may try it, but you'll soon realize that the calling deep inside of you will, will persuade you to go the ways of God. And you'll be drawn to know that, hey, this is not right for me. This is not what I'm called to do. This is not who I am as a person. What I am is different than this. And you will naturally be, be drawn to the things of God. I only say to young ladies to listen to that voice and really mm -hmm. um, get in touch with, you know, who you are at an early age. Always know who you are and whose you are. That way, when these pressures come up against you, which they always will. And as you can look at my life, anybody that knows me will understand the pressures of life does come on you. But the calling of God is always stronger. And if, as we know that he is our designer, he doesn't make mistakes. And so therefore he will draw us back to himself. And we just have to listen to that calling. And I just ask each and every lady that's listening is to listen to that calling, like get in quiet space when you're having, you know, situations in your life where you don't have that peace and you're being drawn to the things that are not of God. Get in a quiet space and, and go into prayer and just ask him and be still and listen to hear that still small voice that's deep inside of you that's calling you to himself. Amen. So that's what I would say is don't worry about, you know, being in the world. That's our purpose is to be in the world. But in the world, we should be that light at all times. And even if you make a mistake, don't worry, because God already knew before the creation of time what we would do and where we would go. But yet and still he created us and he created us like him. Amen. That's exactly what I was thinking. I know I made this question a year ago and I had that problem of trying to separate my friends who weren't Christians and sticking with only Christians because I thought that would better me. Mm -hmm. But in the end, you can't really separate yourself because non-Christians and Christians are all around you no matter where you go. And it's your job as a Christian and as a child of God to integrate those things and Absolutely. to be that person that non-Christians can see because sometimes you're the only light and you're the only uh, way that someone will see Jesus. Absolutely. And people, you know, when they have a situation, because you are that light, they'll come to you and ask you questions and get your advice. 
and that's what should they do in a certain situation. And that's your opportunity, not only to give them good advice, but also lead them to Christ Jesus and tell them about the God that you serve and to, show you, to tell them, you know, um, how wonderful it is to be a child of Christ Jesus. Right. Um, I know I experienced this at work and I talked to my coworkers about uh, what happens after death and how we combat the challenges that we face today. And even though they're not Christians, it was a perfect opportunity to talk about Jesus in that moment. And I know in my job, we're not really supposed to speak about religion and Christianity because it's against the rules and you're not supposed to um, implant your religion on someone else. But, you know, God always presents um, situations where you can talk to those people. Mm. And, um, in that time, I was a little afraid to just, you know, bring out Jesus because sometimes you're afraid of the persecution you could face against it or what people would say or how you'd be judged after sharing that you're a Christian. But the same thing I told them was, you know, you may not understand what happens after death because sometimes uh, in our human mind, we think that we have to understand everything for ourselves. <laughs> and yeah. God didn't create it that way. Yeah. I mean, that's why we look to him in these Absolutely. circumstances. And um, when we try to figure out answers, he read it all in the Bible. So um, it's our job to um, look in the Bible and to understand it and then also be able to talk to other people about it and not just keep those things that you learn to yourself Absolutely. because you never know how you could help someone else. Absolutely. Right. And that's, yeah, that's a great point. Um, you never know that who will come to you and ask you a question or what question they may ask. But God always gives you insight into that question when you're being asked about it. Um, and just like you said, you know, it's not God's we're not supposed to understand everything as a human. You know, there's so many things in my life that I don't understand now and I may never be able to understand and still have those questions. Um, but yet I trust him, you know, trust him no matter what. And he will lead you and guide you on that path. Exactly. Um, that's something I learned throughout my teenage years. It's weird to say that I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> and being 20, people ask you, well, how do you feel when you're 20? And like, I feel so weird because I'm not a teenager and I'm not technically an adult yet. But even in this time, I still have to learn how to trust God even more so. Absolutely. Um, because <laughs> you have to lean on him even more now because you're trying to figure out, well, what's your purpose? What are you supposed to be doing in this world? And he'll show you, he'll constantly remind you, I'm reminded day in and day out of what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know I asked God a long time ago, what should I be? And he was like, you're a preacher. And I said, God, you're crazy. You're crazy. That's not it. <laughs> you're wrong. I was having my little Moses moment, you know? <laughs> like I stutter, I can't do that. I'm quiet, I'm shy. But in those things, sometimes God uses your weaknesses as your strengths, and yeah. he helps you to be strengthened in those times and figure out who you are. Absolutely. I can remember when you were a baby um, and seeing your gifts, even when you were like six months old or younger, um, I, we could see your gifts. Um, your dad and I could see your gifts inside of you. And for you to say that now that God is calling you to be a preacher, I say amen to that because, you know, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God said, I knew you. And just like that, you know, <laughs> all of your personality and all of your being, uh, even to your sisters, you are that. You are the guiding light and you are a preacher to us all. 
<laughs> I remember one time my mom caught me preaching to my stuffed animals after church. And I was going in. I was telling them all the things I learned in Sunday school that day. And I was so embarrassed when my mom caught me. But she was just smiling and laughing because she already knew before I knew. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so now on to the next question. Um, How did you learn to trust God through the hardships you faced? Um, so for me, um, I had an illness when I was really young. Um, it's an illness called lupus, um, which really, I, I think I was diagnosed officially at the age of 13, but I had it much earlier than that. Um, so in that disease, um, there's certain ways that your body attacks itself. And so it attacks your white blood cells and it kind of debilitates you, you know, sometimes your organs or sometimes your limbs and you're unable to walk. And, you know, it, it is very painful and you swell up and sometimes your, your arms or your limbs can become as big, you know, as a watermelon. My leg is really small, but it would become really big as a watermelon. And I wouldn't be able to walk on all I had to do. All I could do really was crawl. And so I missed quite a few days of school and I had to go in and out of the doctor's office and be on different types of medications. And it was complications when I had kids and so forth and so on. But I remember God teaching me from a very young age um, to be able to hear his voice. And he would wake me up in the middle of the night and he would say my name and he would just call Tammy. And when I would hear it, I didn't know what to do, but I remember to say, yes, Lord. And so, because I asked my parents, you know, like I keep hearing this thing on me in the middle of the night, what should I do? And they would just say, answer yes, Lord, um, from the Bible. And so I began to do that. And God began to just teach me not only about himself, the good voices, and also the evil voices that were in this world. And I just remember um, just knowing when I, just knowing his voice at such a young age made a, a, a trust factor. It was a trust factor unlike any other. And so when my mom would say to me, hey, Tammy, take Jesus with you everywhere you go. You know, everybody says, everybody's parents say, take Jesus with you everywhere you go. Mm -hmm. um, I literally started doing that. And I would be like, you know, it was my imaginary friend, I thought, but I would say, come on, Jesus, let's go on the bus. You know, you can't sit here because Jesus is sitting here. I would tell all of my friends like, no, you can't do that because Jesus is right there. And, you know, I really began to have this relationship that I thought was, you know, um, normal relationship <laughs> with with Jesus. And so I would just begin to talk to him, just like I would talk to you or talk to my friends. I talk to Jesus and I pray at night. And, you know, I don't know. It's just like Jesus was with me everywhere I went. And so I really began to trust him on such a deeper level than just this spiritual being in the sky that was judging everything that I was doing. He was really everything to me. He was my father. He was my mother. He was my teacher. He was my friend. Like I said, I was grew up in a really small town with not many friends. Jesus was that. He was my everything um, at a very young age. And getting me through lupus, I didn't look at it like a bad thing. I really looked at it like the best gift that I could ever have because it really taught me how to trust him no matter what. Like if I'm in pain, I trust you. If I'm walking, I trust you. If I'm crawling on the ground, I trust you. If I'm in the hospital, I trust you. If I'm having a kid and they're telling me I may not make it, I trust you. It's like no matter what I went through or you know, going through a divorce, 
I trust you. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on, but I trust you. I'm trusting you, Lord. So no matter what situation in life, whether I felt like I was standing tall, graduating from college as an engineer or crawling on the ground in my worst moment and my worst fear in the hospital, Lord, I trust you. And so that trust is began to be like this deep down bellying, you know, word within me and my, the bellows of my stomach that Lord, no matter what you bring on me, I trust you. And I still think that to this day, when I see you all and see my girls, you know, and not knowing like what you face in life or what you're going to do or where you're going to go or how's college going to be or, you know, whether she's going to be lonely or make a friend or whatever. Lord, I trust you because I know on a deeper level the God that I serve and he cannot fail. So, Lord, I just I just trust you no matter what. Amen. Amen. So, <laughs> I know you're speaking to me in that moment. You're making me tearful a little bit. I'm tearing up too. <laughs> because I truly do. Um, I, there's something deeper about having a relationship with Christ Jesus. And if you learn at a really early age to have that relationship with Christ Jesus, life cannot fail you because he doesn't fail you. And he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. And that's just exactly what he does. He, he's never left me. I've been through some pretty hard moments in my life. And he never once has failed me. So I just thank God for being God. So sorry. No, no, no. no, no I'm getting a little okay. <laughs> But I'm okay. <laughs> Didn't realize all this was going to come out. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm a little speechless myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. I mean, <laughs> my mom tells me that story, and every time I hear it, I'm blessed time and time again. I mean, my mom has been one of the biggest inspirations to me, especially with all the things that I faced. And little and big, she reminded me to trust God in everything. And especially in school and trying to figure out who I am and the things I'm combated with as I continue to pursue God and my relationship with God. It's been hard. It's been tough. I mean, between friendships and, you know, health issues and my own mental issues that I've been facing, I've learned to trust God. And I know my last semester that I had, my sophomore year, was probably one of the toughest semesters in the years that I ever had in college so far. I mean, it was just thing after the other, like hearing my grandfather passing and in the midst of that being on crutches and barely being able to make it to my classes and me failing almost out of my um, my classes and my school kept pressuring me just because I got to see in a class that if I don't bring it up, I'll be on academic probation. And it's hard because I felt like all this pressure and all this weight was on me to be everything that my parents wanted me to be, everything that God wanted me to be. And I felt like I was just failing everyone in that moment because I knew that I could be better, but I felt like I wasn't better and that I wasn't good enough at the time. Um, and I know that it was just a stepping stone to my next thing that God wanted me to be. And it's what my mom reminded me of this morning about a diamond and how it's to be pressurized. In the beginning, it doesn't start out as a diamond, but it starts out as coal, as a rock, as a little thing. But even God uses the little things and uses pressure in your situation that you face to make you better. 
Amen. Amen. <laughs> like, how are we supposed to see who God really is if we don't see him in all aspects of, of, of him, you know? How he's that savior, you know, when you're, you know, in, in a, a terrible situation, how he's a doctor when you need him. You said you had some mental things going on or your crutches. You know, he's a doctor. He's your friend. He'll hold you in the middle of the night if you just ask him. You know, there's been many a times in life where I said, Lord, I just need you to hold me, you know, just hold me. And um, I hope that you've learned in those moments of who God is and all those different times and aspects in your life that you learn that he's not just, you know, the savior, savior being in the sky only, that he's a friend that sticks closer to, to you than your brother that he's a, can be your mom or your dad or your sister, you know, your brother, <laughs> you, you know, he can be all those different things to you, you know, um, and if you just, if you distrust it, you know, and I'm so glad that you were able to trust God in those moments because you realize not only uh, a lot of things about God, but you learn a lot of things about yourself and you learn about your strength. And you learn that, you know, growing up Christian is just not a podcast. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a life. It's a, it's a lifestyle. Amen. <laughs> Amen. It is a lifestyle. <laughs> I know with coming up with the name of my podcast, it just hit me growing up Christian because that's what I've been doing since I was three years old. And I didn't really understand God at the time growing up. Um, you think when you're young and you have learned all these things about the bible and all these bible stories and everything that you're just supposed to grow up this perfect way this perfect christian but in all reality no i mean i still understood who god was at a young age but i didn't fully understand him i didn't understand why all the people were praising at church and running around in circles and falling out i'm like okay if god is so great why is he not doing those things to me like why am i not experiencing him the same way but i had to go through some things the same struggles um, that some other people were facing and, and maybe not um, as big or as grand, but they felt big to me in the moment. And Absolutely. God had to show me that he's with me. And in that I learned to understand who God really is. And now I can praise him like how I see others in the church. And I don't mind who's watching me and who's staring at me because I know who God is mm -hmm. and who he's been in my life. And I'm grateful through the struggles and through the pain. And I didn't understand it at the time but it was shaping me to be who God called me to be. Amen. <laughs> Praise God for that. <laughs> um, for my last question um, I have for you is, what were your greatest struggles you endured when you were trying to figure out who you were as a Christian? Um, that's, that's really a hard one. Um, <laughs> I feel like I've had so many struggles. They were... <laughs> They were all pretty great, and, and that's the thing. They are so great at that at that moment of you know when you're going through it, even the smallest thing. You know, have you ever had a rock in your shoe? You know, at that moment, you should keep walking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that rock in your shoe hurts so bad, and all your pain goes to that your foot, and all you can feel is that rock in your shoe. You know, and that becomes the biggest pain and struggles at that moment. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> And I know. <laughs> <laughs> you walk in and you can't figure it out, and you feel like, realize, oh my gosh, I have a rock in my shoe, and that's what's hurting me, my foot and hurting my whole entire body. Well, that's what a struggle feels like, you know. It feels like that rock that's just, you know, bothering you, impressing you, and all those pains um, are going to that point. But I think the the main thing is is 
I think I still go through it now. And, and that's that word purpose is, you know, what, what mm-hmm. is my purpose in life? You know, um, being, being a career person, you think, you think that's your purpose, you know, like, mm-hmm. like God, you gave me this degree, you know, I'm working, you know, making good money or whatever the case may be. And, and that's supposed to be my purpose, but I always feel something deeper inside of me calling. And I, and I know it's God. I know it's Jesus. I know it's him, you know, telling me that this ain't it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, like what you're doing right now, even though it's good and wonderful, this ain't it, you know? Right. And I think that's my biggest pr- uh, struggle is trying to find that purpose and finding out exactly what God wants me to do and being able to use my giftings in the word and knowing the scriptures and knowing all the things that my mom and my dad taught me is how do I put that to work? Right. You know, how, how do I, how do I use all of these things? I feel like I got this big giant toolbox <laughs> of things that God has given me. It's like, okay, now it's time to put in the work, you know? Right. God showed me in a dream a long time ago that it's going to be a time in your life that you can be able to do whatever you want to do. You can, you know, go out there and, you know, uh, work or whatever, but there's going to be those tough things later on in life. You're not going to be able to do the things you want to do, but the things you're called to do. Right. And I think that's my biggest struggle is doing those things I was called to do. Right. Using that toolbox. Using that toolbox. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> So, so that's the biggest struggle. And, and that's the same thing I've been facing right now and trying to figure out how do you, I use my toolbox. I mean, God gave me these gifts and I'm still trying to figure out what all of those are. And I was talking to my dad the other day about um, all the things that I want to do in life and all the goals that I have and um, what hobbies do I have and how can I use that? And I'm like, well, I have art, I have singing, and I have writing. Like, how is that going to be used, God? Like, how are you even going to use that? And um, I know God's been showing me that he used some of your hobbies, your talents in the way that he needs you to use them. Um, you may not understand at the time with my art um, and singing, I can express the feelings that I have through um, the thing that I was using, like uh, my paintbrush, I can use it to show God. And Absolutely. with singing, I can use it to um, show others God. and especially with um, this podcast and mentoring was my new passion of mine. I can use that to bring others to God too. And again, you may not understand all the gifts and talents that God has given you, but he uses it in the best way that he knows to. And again, reminds me of Jeremiah 29, 11, um, that he understands the plans that he has for you. He gives you hope and a future. So shout out to new life. <laughs> yeah, they've been drilling that one into me for a long time. <laughs> Always remember Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and also another scripture that helped me was I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's something my mom and my dad had drilled into me a long time. And I didn't understand that at the time, but I'm glad they did and they showed me that because um there's a lot of times I've been needed to be strengthened and it's good to remember that God gives me that strength, not me, not yeah, my absolutely. family, not my friends, but God. Yeah, absolutely. Because God is the only person that's a constant. You know, your mother or father may pass away or sister or whatever may pass away, but God is always with you. You know, you're never alone if you have Christ Jesus. And if you develop that relationship early on in life, like you said, he would never leave you nor forsake you. No matter where you make your bed at, he's there. And so that is the greatest relationship. (laughs) 
so nurtures that. <laughs> right, and that's the one thing I learned that um, with through God, I can accomplish anything. Yes. And um, salvation was probably one of the greatest gifts that I could ever receive. I was nine when I received it at the time, and I didn't understand what the calling was. And a lot of my family didn't understand, well, you're nine years old. Why do you need to experience God right now? But he knew. Yeah, absolutely. And he understood. And it's not for us to understand all the time. So absolutely. <laughs> I thank you, Mom, for joining me today. It's been a blessing to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I didn't realize how many emotions would come out just by doing this. But I really thank you. And I hope the audience learned some things um, from not only you, um, but from the conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely learned a lot, and I thank you again. Thank and, you. Um, I hope you guys can take whatever you need to out of this experience, and I hope you um, can allow God to use you and your gifts and your talents and remember to trust him in all circumstances. And even if you're not saved, I hope um, that God shows you him because it's one of the greatest gifts that I have ever received. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you again. Thank you. I hope you guys have a good day. Thank you for joining me. Bye. <laughs>